You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Because there's nothing like a weekend pause with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Paris. Hey, everybody. I'm very excited about today's guest. She is hilarious. She is just such a strong woman, just so funny. And someone I've actually been terrified of before for years because I was so scared to go on her show. So this is crazy that I'm interviewing her now. Um, Chelsea Handler. Hi. Hi guys. How's it going? Good. So I was just saying for years, I was so scared to go on your show because I was like, oh my God, I'm so shy. And I don't know, you're just always so funny with people. And I just was not as secure as I am with myself now. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've heard that a lot. And yeah, that is, uh, yeah, I've heard that a lot after, after I was done with my show, Chelsea lately, a lot of people revealed to me how scared or terrified they were to come on the show. And I was like, what, why? And they're like, cause you're a fucking (laughs) and I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, after a therapy, you start to realize like, how you come across, you know, the gift of self-awareness is why one goes to therapy. And mm-hmm. so when you're in it, you're just like, yeah, yeah. You know, you don't, you don't realize you're not taking into account, I think at the age and at this, like, and in the, in that medium, you're not taking into account how people perceive you. You're taking into account trying to entertain. You're like, mm-hmm. I've got to keep the ball rolling. I've got to do that. So yes, I've heard that before from a lot of people. You're not alone that I, that I was a scary and may still be scary as an individual. 
Well, my mom loves you. I just was on the phone with her. Kathy, and I you were coming. Uh, yeah, I love her too. <laughs> she loves you. She's like, oh my God, I love her. Tell her she is the most hilarious. She is beautiful. I love her. She, I remember you used to call me and say like, oh, I'm scared to do her show. And she was like, she's like the new Don Rickles. Come on. Like- oh God, the new Don Rickles. <laughs> is that even a compliment? That's yeah. old already. The new Don Rickles <laughs> this, is already old. You know, she said this a while ago because Don used to come to all of our Christmas parties and he would do all these jokes and like roast me and everyone. And I would just be like, mom, please. So my mom's like, no, take it as a compliment. Like, it's funny. I'm like, all right. My mom just has like, I don't know, I guess like a more funny sense of humor than me sometimes. Did you, did you were you ever a guest on my show? No, I was too scared. I guess that would be a better question for myself. But I mean, there were so many shows, it's hard to remember. Yeah. Uh, but we have met over the yes. years. Yeah. Parties mm-hmm. or like social things. Yeah. Yeah. We've bumped into each other. Mm-hmm. I think once in Ibiza, you're there mm-hmm. all the time, right? Yes. And you also hate when people say Ibiza. I hate it. Yeah. It's so it's fucking so annoying, annoying. Especially when Americans do it. It's like, who fu- who are you trying to impress? I hate that. It's like people who don't really know about it. Like, Ibiza. It's so cool. I'm like, <laughs> unless you're like from there or Europe, like, I just don't understand when people do that. I remember one time going to Ibiza and I was with, um, I was with a boyfriend uh, and I, we were on the beach and I saw this eight year old kid who looked like they were tripping on whatever acid or something. And I was like, is that what is going on here on this Island? I'm like, are kids getting fucked up? And then my friend's like, no, that's just this part of the Island. I'm like, oh my God, there's like a kid part of the Island to do drugs. So, uh, yeah, I went to Ibiza, but I stayed away from, I, I went to Pacha, right? Mm-hmm. Pasha, am Pasha. I saying it right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I need a pronunciation class. And, uh, but I do remember calling cause I was like, okay, we need to get some drugs here. You know, I wanted to get some drugs when I was in Ibiza and I remember calling a drug dealer. Oh, I went downstairs to the hotel, like concierge. And I was like, Hey, is there a drug dealer or somebody that can come by? (laughs) And so, and, (laughs) and I was dating Ted Harbour. That's who I was dating. Oh, he's going to love this story. So I call, I was like, okay, I got to get some weed and you know, maybe some other things. Let's see what they've got. So the guy comes up to the hotel room. The concierge hooks me up. The guy comes to our room, knocks on the door and literally rolls out like a suitcase filled with poppers, cocaine, uh, like, ecstasy molly did it and it just went down the list and literally my eyes were like oh my god i was like this is so intimidating and scary i'm like i don't you know i'm in a foreign country i don't want to go overboard but i did want to have fun i was like we'll just take some joints for now and i remember ted who was really uptight and not into any of that stuff came and got me and was like hey 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 whoever this guy is you better get all the drugs you want right now because i don't want to see him in this hotel room again and i was like got it got it so yeah that was my visa experience but it's a beautiful island what drugs did you end up getting just marijuana because i didn't want to fuck around with like serious stuff unless it's someone i know if i'm gonna do something heavier like molly on a night i needed to get it from someone that i trust not a drug dealer that i've never met before yeah but you have some (laughs) of the best drug stories i mean i i grew up with stepbrothers who were into a lot of fucked up stuff and their stories and drug stories in general are just my favorite thing in the entire world. I just think that the they always have the best beginnings, middle, and endings. I love it. Yeah, well, they don't always have the best beginning, <laughs> middles, and endings. I they mean, always have the best beginnings. Yeah. The middle and endings get funky. Yeah, and it is your attitude too, right? Like yeah. when you're in that situation and you are taking something, you know, and, and you are into like – 
socializing in that way it is it's up to you to like set an intention even if it's something that you don't think is serious enough to set an intention for it does help you have a more positive mm -hmm. experience you're just like i'm gonna have a good time i'm not gonna freak out you know when people have are trying cannabis for the first time so many people are worried about oh you know that od feeling where mm -hmm. you're just like you can't move or you're paranoid or you're nauseated and it's like uh I always just try to really go into it and be like, this is going to be fun. You're going to have a good time. Keep it light. Don't get too crazy. Don't get too heavy. Just, you know, happy, dancing, laughing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, speaking of uh, substances, I heard that you did ayahuasca. I wanted to know how that was. It was really, really intense. It was, but in a, in a really beautiful way. Like it wasn't, um, you know, I did it because I was sh shooting a special for Netflix. Um, I love that, by the way. Thank you. So good. Thanks. Um, and it was called Chelsea Does, and one was Chelsea Does Drugs. So we went to Peru, to this rainforest in the middle of Peru, off of the Amazon. And we brought a whole crew down, and I brought two friends with me, and we had a shaman. Um, and the first night... It hit them really, really hard. So it kind of took me out of mine. Like mm. I started to feel the tingling. You're lying down. It's very spiritual. Um, you know, the guy was speaking in only Spanish. He gives you a cup and you just kind of take a shot and you lie back and wait for it to kick in. But my two friends had such intense experiences that the first night I didn't really uh, wasn't able to focus on that because I wanted to like help my girlfriend who was hysterically crying and she was having these visions of her son. It's like, I think ayahuasca brings out the love you have for the closest person in your life. So the most meaningful relationship you have, it brings kind of um, to the fore and you're able to look at that from like, you're like outside of yourself, able to look at your life. Mm. And, and, and that's the best way to describe it. So that, so the, so the next night the shaman was like, listen, there, there was too much interference. There was too much going on. You need to do this alone with less camera people in the room. Like you, you're not focused, you're getting distracted. And I was like, okay, copy that. So I was like, give me a double dose. Cause like, let's get this oh fucking God. show on the road. Right. <laughs> I'm like, what is going to happen? I knew you could vomit and I knew you could shit your pants. So I was like, that's not happening. I'm not a fucking beginner. So I'm not oh, shitting yeah. my pants. Like that's not on the table and no one's going to do that here. Uh, I did vomit, but it wasn't the kind of vomit. Like it was just a release. It wasn't like I was nauseous for a minute. It was just came on and you purge and you're done. And I sat there and I was really present and just waited for anything to come. And I, you know, I thought it was going to be a lot about my mom dying or my brother dying because those are the biggest experiences like traumatic in, in my life. But it wasn't. It was weirdly about my sister, Shoshana. And it was just about me. Like it was all these visions and images of our childhood, like true things that have happened growing up in Martha's Vineyard, running on the beach. Our childhood dog was there. She was wearing her bathing suit from childhood that I remembered this like blue and white striped bathing suit. And I just had all these flat. It was like an eye, like an iPod shuffle of imagery from our childhood. And I know, you know how you're close with your sisters, mm -hmm. like, it, it was us holding hands on the beach, like laughing so hard in kayaks that we were tipping them over. And it was all this just crazy, fast imagery. And it was just this voice going, be kinder to your sister. This is your sister. She's not you. You're expecting her to want what mm. you want out of life, but she doesn't want that. You want that. You're different than her. And it was like this voice in my head that just kept repeating. You have to love her. You have to be kind. And 
You know, I always loved my sister, but I wasn't always kind to my sister. I kind of had like a lack of patience for her. I didn't understand why she didn't want more out of life. You know, why living in New Jersey would be enough for her. And it is. And it was like, that's enough. That's her. That's her life. And so I came out of that and I was like, and then, oh, wait, at the end of that. So I had that emotional and I was like, you know, I'm sitting there and my eyes are closed and I'm crying. And it was like the most peaceful, enigmatic kind of feeling. And I'm like, oh, wow. OK, I get this. But I was still very conscious of everything that was going on. And I knew my whole crew was downstairs kind of waiting to hear my, about my experience. So as soon as I was like done with the sister portion then the voice in my head was like, okay, and you have too many people in your life. Like there's too many people around you. It's okay to be alone. It's okay to be by yourself. You're, you, there's too much noise. There's too much noise. And all I could think of is I can't wait to go downstairs and tell everybody <laughs> yes. about this experience. And then I was like, oh shit, but they're telling me not, <laughs> not to socialize and that it's too much. And I was like, oh fuck it. I'm leaving. I'm like, it's a wrap on this. And they're like, what? It could go for eight hours. You know, you could let it happen for eight hours. But I'm like, no, I went downstairs and had a cocktail and told everybody because I got my message. You know, my message yeah. was about my sister. And after that, she definitely like it was different our relationship from that there on in i didn't say anything to her i just changed my behavior into a more loving kind like an understanding uh, place and then when the documentary did come out on netflix she called me and was like oh my god you have been so different and i couldn't i, I didn't know what it was and uh, now i'm seeing it like i talked about her in the documentary and so that was really nice and our relationship has been that way ever since now so it is life changing mm -hmm. have you done it no a lot of my friends have and just said it's just it changed their entire life and just how deep it, it it's not like parting it's like something that's like a very spiritual thing where you just like learn so much about yourself and the trees around them were like people, or I don't know. It was really crazy to listen to. And like you said, the purging, they said when they did it, it wasn't like, like puking. It felt like bats or something like all this negative toxic mm. energy coming out of them. Um, so I just find it like fascinating. Would you do it? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I Let's mean, why wouldn't you? You don't even have to go to Peru. People do it in Topanga Canyon all the time here. <laughs> I mean, everyone's doing ayahuasca yeah. now, so it's not like it's easy to do. But it is about being in the right environment, you know, with with people or without. Like, it's not really a social drug, but people like to do it together for that kind of camaraderie. Right. I, I've done mushrooms and uh, I've done some very large doses because I'm not afraid at all. And my intention is always good. And I would love to do ayahuasca. What's the similarity between the two? Well, mushrooms are more, I think, you know, they make you laugh your ass it's off. So, giggly. so I've yeah. never done that before. What? That terrifies me. Oh, God, really? I take a piece of chocolate mushroom like every other day. Everyone does. I've noticed that. Like, so my friends are like eating the chocolates and I'm just like out with people and they're all on it. And I'm just like so scared to do it. Yeah, really? but every time you uh -huh. see them, they're just literally people on mushrooms are the happiest <laughs> yeah, humans yeah, on the yeah, planet. Yeah, yeah, It's just so Laughing. fun. It makes you laugh really hard. And then, you know, there are some psychedelics. I mean, you get, uh, there's a psychedelic component to mushrooms, obviously, but with microdosing mushrooms, that's not it. It's just kind of like a, a pick me. It's like an upper, you know, it's like taking an Adderall or something with less edge, I find. Totally, or like having half a beer. Like people think if you do one of these like psychedelic drugs, that you're getting the full experience no matter what. And it's really like a dosage thing. Like you could do a small amount 
and you will feel a small amount yeah. for the most part, if you're smart about it and you have people guiding you in the right yeah, way. Yeah. 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 But I'm all, you know, I love drugs because reality is fucking boring sometimes <laughs> and things need, I need a pep in my step. You know Maybe what I this mean? This is why she hasn't done drugs is because <laughs> Paris's life is not boring <laughs> and we are just living the more like I, I'm a huge fan of you. I, I told you off the podcast, but, um, I think we had very, I, I've definitely followed, tried to follow in your footsteps a lot with the TV hosting, but it gets monotonous and it gets to be very draining to have to do this kind of daily talk show thing. And you have a lot of responsibility and then you put out a product and the next day it's over. And I feel like for people like us, the idea of having an experience like a drug experience is just mind blowingly exciting. You're like, I get to break out of this monotony. Mm, yeah. And I don't know how much monotony you've had ever in your life. <laughs> No, genuinely, <laughs> my life is a drug. Yeah, it really is. I mean, yeah. What What is the most monotonous thing that you do? I don't know. Do you do something? Do you do? What are the same things that you do every day? Eat, sleep, rave, repeat. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever get bored of something? Like, do you ever get bored? Like, literally, some people get bored eating. They're like, ugh. I no, I love food. eating. Um, I've actually not been bored. I thought I would be so bored during this pandemic, but I've actually like, it's the first time I've been at home and like not traveling on a plane and like at 50 million parties. So it's actually been very like a nice break from all that, which is weird. To Did think. you ever get bored from the partying? Mm, sometimes, but not really. Towards like the end, like right before quarantine, like right before I met my fiance, I was kind of bored with going out and everything. And I just thought all the guys in this town are just fucking losers. Um, then I was bored. <laughs> then you found a good one. And actually, we wanted to talk about this with you. You start your HBO special by dedicating it to your future husband. Oh, yes. Which, yes, if great. you're listening, I'm here. <laughs> what, what are you looking for? Because Paris is a fantastic wing woman. She's trying to set me up and uh, she can try and set you up as well. It'd be great. I'm looking for a black man uh, or an Asian man. White men right now are not interesting to me because it's a shit show out there. And uh, they don't seem to be getting the message uh, uh, that things are changing and they need to hop on board. Like I was having this conversation with my assistant, Brandon, and I was like, even some white men that think they're lit. And, you know, obviously not all white men are bad. I get that. But there are just enough bad ones that it's really putting a stain on all of you. Yeah. And even some white men that think they're lit and progressive still don't understand like what's happening you know mm -hmm. they still don't like this guy said to me the other day like well do we still have to open the door for you it's like yeah asshole and those kinds of questions are not helpful in moving the conversation forward you know it's just like somebody who's resisting the fact that yeah women have been treated like less than for all this time and it's time to have some equitability if that's a proper word i think it is Anyway, we'll find out. Listen, we're not the podcast to tell you about yeah, big words right. being Copy wrong. Copy that. Right. Copy that. I should have looked that up. Not before I you invented in the door. it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Take if it from not, the word it will inventor. be a word soon. <laughs> yes, the word inventor herself has granted you that permission. So yes, that's uh yeah. I I uh, I could totally see that. I think people need to uh, change, and I think when they do the whole, should I still open the door? We should split pay. We should split the bill, right? It's like you're just doing that to try and impose your ego a little bit and be like, yeah. oh, I'm aware of what's going on, but do I have to follow? Look how cool I am. It's silly. 
Yeah. So just be a good person. Just be as nice as you can. It's common sense. Mm -hmm. Like I don't understand how people don't get that. Yeah. Somebody said <laughs> to me, uh, he said, a friend of mine said, it just feels like, I said, how are you feeling as a white man with everything that's going on? Because I know you guys feel like you're under attack, but it's not that. Like you're not under attack if you're on the right side of things. If you understand that women are equal and that you have to, we have to make up for lost time. Like now is the period where there are going to be more opportunities for women because we have to make it equal. And then eventually it will be. And then everything can be, you know, everyone will succeed in that. Um, and my friend said, you know, it just feels a lot like reverse discrimination. And I'm just like, so you were okay with the first kind of discrimination, but not the reverse discrimination, you know? So it is a learning curve for a lot of us. So it's just better for men to shut up and listen to what is happening and say, thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you for telling us. Thank you. Thank you. It's yeah. like lack of self-awareness is like mind boggling to me sometimes. What's up with your fiance? Where did you meet him? We met 15 years ago um, at one of my house parties in L.A. and then reconnected on Thanksgiving of 2019 and literally have not left each other's side. Like we've not spent one night apart. Obsessed. Wow. Yeah. He's wow. amazing. That's great. Congratulations. Thank you. That's nice. He's white Love though. Him. So that's Yeah. Sucks. Well, hopefully he'll listen to this episode of the podcast and get what the fuck is going on. I think he should. He, he gets it. He gets it. He's a really, really sweet guy. He's, he's, so nice. he's a good guy. So what are you going to do about your wedding? We're planning it right now. So it's just been kind that's of a nightmare. It's going to be a big event. It's going to be a very big event. It's just hard to figure out where to do it since the pandemic, every wedding was moved to the fall, which one is when we want to do it. So um, just trying to find a venue that is perfect, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just hard because I want to do it in L.A., I think. And he doesn't want to do it here. Where so. is he from? He's from a little town in Chicago that has like 2000 people. Well, you don't want to do it there. No, That's <laughs> off limits. Not happening. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're going to film the whole thing. And it's going to be a really good. Uh, I have a house in yeah. Mallorca. You could do it there. That's just across a hop, skip and a jump. That's a beautiful. It's right on the water. I love Mallorca. Yeah. I love Mallorca, too. It's I love so Spain. Mm -hmm. I love Spain. The, the vibe in Spain is so cool because no one gives a shit about anything. And yeah. everyone takes a siesta. The siestas are the best. Siesta when whole towns are asleep is when I get my best work done. I was walking around <laughs> at like, you know, one o'clock in Spain. I'm like, this is very quiet right now. And they're all sleeping. Boarded up, like windows yeah. shut, no sun. You're like, oh my God, taking a nap in the middle of the day uh, and like blackout and then coming back. It's like, if I go down in the middle of the day, I'm not coming back up. You know, I'm not going back to work later. <laughs> I know. I used to live in Ibiza for like from May till October for years. So I would literally just experience that every single day. It was so, so chill. Wait, hey, break that down for me. So when you're doing that and you're DJing, you're mm. getting home at what time? Like 10 a.m.? Yeah, basically. Like I get to the club around like two to do like the red carpet and interviews and meet and greets with the VIPs and fans and then start DJing. My set was like 4.30 a.m. to 6.30 and then change into a swimsuit then spray foam from like 6:45 to like 8:30 in the morning then like have to like talk to people again as i was leaving oh great timing <laughs> yeah it was dope um like covered in foam um and then i would sleep all day i was like a vampire there but i don't think does your body ever get used to that schedule it did it did i i couldn't do it now though i think after just being at home for like the past year yeah, right, there's right. no fucking way i want to go back to that no i went to dinner the other night with a group of friends and i was like so socially unprepared. Like I didn't, <laughs> I couldn't think of things to talk about. Like I was like, what am I going to say next? I'm like, Oh my God. Like I'm so out of practice after being in this pandemic. Like 
Yeah, going back to the things we did before just seems like asinine. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem possible. <laughs> I feel it so much. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, but then there's all these yeah. kids who have spent the past, you know, two years in the pandemic or year and a half, and they're like dying to get out and be the crazy mm-hmm. ones. I just think we're like a little, we're right past it now. Now we saw the niceness of being home. We're like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize walls. that I liked it. I enjoyed, you know, my own company as much as I did. And you become like, I became a little bit of a recluse over quarantine because I spent so much time alone. You know, I'm not in a relationship and I, I, and I, don't have children, thankfully. So I felt like victorious when people were talking about homeschooling and, and being home with their, I was like, I fucking killed it in life. Like this was the clutch. My decision-making is clutch. Yes. <laughs> clutch. <laughs> That's great. Also so much fight. I mean, except for Paris and Carter, just being in a relationship and being stuck in the same house, no matter how big it is, you share the same, mostly the same rooms. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of people on top of people time. That's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is hard. You lucked out for sure. This is Paris. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. 
To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. This is Paris. We, we wanted to kind of talk about, uh, Oprah just kind of revealed that her most inappropriate question ever was what? about, uh, she was talking to Sally Fields and she said, does Bert sleep with his toupee on? And she, I think. She, While she was married to him, she asked that? Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Bert's so, like, thanks. A pretty aggressive question to ask yeah. Sally Fields, but in <laughs> your world, not that aggressive, kind of an opening question for a guest maybe. Do you ever, do, is there anything you regret saying to a guest? Oh God, I'm sure if I had to, <laughs> like if I could remember, you know, all of those conversations. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, regret, like, you know, in the moment, no, because I, that was my job to be body, to be outspoken, mm-hmm. to say the thing that nobody else was going to say, but everybody was thinking, right? So when you get rewarded for that, you think that's your commodity and you're like, oh, this is good. You know, you want to call people out. So now if you played back episodes, of course, I'd be horrified by some of the things and, and, and that's okay. You know, that's what an evolution is. You know, we're all learning now about how to behave better and how to hurt less people's feelings in a especially comedians, you know, have a different job now. And, Mm -hmm. and the ones that are resisting that, like that you have to find a new way to talk about different things. It's not about making fun of anybody other than yourself, white men excluded, you know, we can still make fun of them right now. Well, our focus actually is on them right now. So that is, um, but you know, it's, yeah, that's, I think that is, the great thing about everything that's happened most recently is that it makes everybody's have to be it makes everybody have to be a little bit more clever about the story that they're telling or the joke that they're telling and i appreciate a challenge like that and it's also the decent thing to do right so i mean are are you trying to be indecent do you want to hurt people you know now that we know what we know and how offensive everything can be um taken in context or out of context yeah there's a lot of thinking to be done and 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 in the medium of stand-up you know i'm writing my next stand-up show right now and you, you, you're considering all of that, you know, like, how do you be funny without making fun of people? And it turns out it's fucking easy. Start with yourself. You know, that's where comedy comes from self-deprecation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've never had a problem with that. So luckily I'm the victim of myself too. <laughs> Is it hard to go up there and just do like a live comedy? Like I would be so scared just to go up there and do that. But you yeah. just seem like so confident, like you just don't give a shit. No, awesome. I'm scared. I'm scared. But I like to be scared. Like I give that gives me the oomph to go, you know, like 
Yeah, I'm starting next week a fresh new hour of stand-up because I my I shot my special over the summer during the pandemic and um and I shot that so you know you burn that material so then you have to uh, uh, record a new I mean start a new hour that you're working on for the next special right so uh, yeah I'm going up with like an hour of new material that I've never tried out that I've just got written down you know notes and notes. But that's and I'm, I start out in clubs for like I do like, you know, 30 nights in clubs and get it to the point and then I go on a theater tour or, you know, a tour tour. So, yeah, I'm about to start that. And I am scared, but I know like, you know, people are there like it's it. that's what stand up is, is like trying things out, working on bits, seeing if this is funny or if you can go longer. So and um, and, you know, it's very it's fun to be the only person with a microphone on a stage. That's, I mean, that's, that's what comedy is, right? You're like, how can I talk with no one interrupting me? <laughs> you have such beautiful eyes, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I tried to do my own makeup today. It's always a shit show when that happens. <laughs> my makeup artist the other day was like trying to teach me. I'm like, can you just teach me how to do my own makeup? And like two minutes in, I was like, I don't care. I, I just can't be bothered. You know what I mean? All I want to look is not exhausted. So, and not stoned. Which I'm not today, by the way. Aren't you most of the time, though? <laughs> I that, am. Yeah. 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 I was just thinking, wow, I feel so clear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I took a month off because someone called into my podcast and was talking about smoking too much weed. And I was like, oh, well, you need to take a break and I'll do it with you. So in solidarity, I am on like day 28 of 30 days of no smoking weed. So there's going to so be excited? a big <laughs> celebration coming up this on weekend. On Saturday then or Friday? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Whenever 30, it's in my calendar. So I have like two days left. It's written like 45 times in the calendar. Yeah. Like one more day. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But you know, whenever you get rid of anything in your life, like it only takes a short amount of time to adjust. Like I thought I'd be miserable and I wouldn't be able to do it. But once I got past the first week, it's like, I don't really care or miss it. So it's interesting with like you know, substances that, you know, when you become dependent on something or you feel like you're using something too much, it is good to take stock and go, okay, I'm going to take like a week off or a month off and recalibrate because it puts you back in the control seat. And that way you're, you're using cannabis. Cannabis is not using you. Mm. You're using alcohol. Alcohol is not using you and so on and so, so forth. And that's from a medical doctor because that's what I am now. Yeah, that's good advice. It's really good advice. I hope someone calls into this show and says, "I want to do mushrooms for thirty days." Paris, will you do it in solidarity with me? Because <laughs> I might, would die. That might lead to Paris to a psychotic break. <laughs> yeah, just right out of the gate. No way. Not for thirty days. One time though. Well, at some point. She's going to Joshua Tree and we're going to. Yeah, we're gonna some, make it I can't happen. see you going through life without having this experiment. No, I mean, yeah. mushrooms is not going to be a big problem. That's going to be fun. Purely okay. fun. There's, I'm terrified. Carter's never done any of that either. So he is terrified as well. So do you have a friend in your life besides Carter, obviously, uh -huh. that you feel 1000% like, oh, I trust them? They're, I think a lot of times with drugs, you nope. get worried that. <laughs> I don't see, trust a lot of people. See, that's rough. You have to I'm find scared. someone, especially in our world, where you know that they're not going to pull out a phone even as a joke and be like, I want to film this just for us. And then oh, oh, the God, yeah. It's like the biggest fear for, for people doing drugs who have any sort of uh, brand that they're trying to protect. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that friend... Think about it, because I'm sure you do. Yeah, that's a good piece of advice, actually, in today's world, because people are such assholes. Did people you hear? Are sick. Did you hear about that guy who posted a picture of Alec Rodriguez going to the bathroom yeah. in his what? apartment? I saw I taking heard... a shadoobie. He no. was on the toilet, and was it New York? It looked Hold like on, New York. What? Yeah. 
He it's like a, it's in his skyscraper window, and someone is probably across on another skyscraper, and he just didn't put the blinds down or something, and so he's uh. on. You can't see like his butt cheeks or anything. It's like cut off pretty perfectly, but you can tell he's pooping. He's got his little monogram towel next to him. I will say though, if it was gonna have to happen, like the person who did that is gross. That's disgusting, <laughs> yeah. and posting it is so a gross, and like I can't even imagine ever even thinking that. But I will say if it had to happen to somebody, I'm glad it happened to Alex Rodriguez. It's so so funny, too, because he's like it's the most almost storybook way, like time in his life to get a photo of him taking a shit. It's right after Ben Affleck and and J-Lo are hooking up on the sly. He's like he's probably on the toilet reading the New York Post article about the two of them hooking up late night. And he's like, oh, shit. Guess what I have to do? Do you like having the podcast because you get to basically do some of you get to do material all the time and and play and have fun? Yeah, my podcast. Well, we just started it, Dear Chelsea. And so I do it with my assistant, Brandon, and we have people call in for advice because I went to therapy and I was very vocal about it when I was like 40. I wrote a book about it. My last stand up special evolution on HBO Max is all about that. Like, you know, finding out you're such a fucking and then trying to un yourself right you're like yeah. oh my god and then you're like yeah. you you kind of overcorrect because at first you get this information you're like oh i have to be kinder nicer more gentler and you become like i went really inward and became very quiet and was like don't insert yourself into conversations don't talk just because there's a like a moment of silence like don't fill every moment up with your personality it's no it's not necessary like these are all the things i was learning in therapy so i remember going to a dinner party at my girlfriend's after and everyone's you know drinking and having fun and i'm just like sitting there <laughs> like a fucking nun you know and my friends are like hey this is getting a little carried away like you're not fun anymore and so you kind of have to learn I had to learn how to integrate my old personality, the stuff that is good about me, you know, and the edge and the the uniqueness of whatever I have to offer with the new like set of tools about how to be a little bit more careful in the world with other people's feelings. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and to be more empathetic and all of that. So there is an adjustment period, you know, where you're like, Oh, Oh my God, who am I? What is my personality? (laughs) And then eventually you kind of come together and you're like, okay, this is a much better version of me. (laughs) I think I, I kind of dealt with the same thing with my therapist, which is like, I got, I got so worried about my ego. I was like, oh my God, I, that's the only reason I perform is to feed this like weird little needy part of my brain. And so I pulled back a lot and then I had this existential crisis like, but that's who I am. What do I do? And then you realize that you're, you're providing value to other people in making them smile and entertaining still. It just don't do it for yourself solely. Like genuinely think about other people when you think about other people first you're usually more kind because it's not just purely selfish. So, right. Which is, so what I was saying was that was what, you know, what I was thinking of with this podcast is like, I didn't want to just do a podcast where I interview celebrities because I've done that for so long. And, and I wanted to do something where I was making a contribution in a way, you know, because I over I overshared my therapy experience so much that people would come to me. And in my life, my girlfriends always come to me when there's a crisis, even if it's a person I don't know well, they'll be like, this person's husband, she just found out he's having an affair. Like, can you go and be with her? And like, you know, I've done that in my life. And I take a lot of pride in that. You know, I am that girl that will be there for you. I will defend you. I will make sure you're okay. And I will sit on your bed. Um, but 
And so when I was coming up with the concept of a podcast, like I had a deal with iHeart after my first one. And I just was like, I don't know what to do. Let me think, you know, if I can come up with a good idea. And then an advice podcast just to me was so funny to be giving advice to anyone to deem myself worthy of giving advice is so uh, uh, like audacious that I was like, that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> but in doing it, we've had like real fucking shit come like people call in with real fucking life problems. And we've brought in like experts. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, we're a little bit out of our wheelhouse here. Like, I can't give you real advice about this. Um, and, you know, some people call them with stupid problems. Like one guy called in and was like, you know, I've been microdosing cocaine at work and I've been really, really productive. He goes, everyone's, you know, been complimenting me about my performance. My boss thinks I'm killing it, but no one knows oh I'm God. microdosing cocaine. I'm like, first of all, there is no microdosing cocaine. That is a like grade two narcotic yeah. that you are a cokehead. You're not microdosing anything. This like, is called key bumps in the yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My God. And I'm like, so that's not, that's a pretty slippery slope. So there's funny ones like that, which are stupid and asinine. And then there are real people with real problems. And and it's really nice to be able to give advice because it's more like giving people a push in the right direction, like your best girlfriend going, hey, no, you can do this. You can break up with this guy that's not treating you well, or you, you don't have to live for your parents, you know, and sacrifice your happiness for theirs. And so there's a lot of people that have kind of like made their decision already, but need an extra push. And I really just love, I love talking to regular people and hearing interpersonal stories with families and coming out stories and conservative parents, you know, all the dynamics that are, uh, that are at play with your family. I mean, you come from a big family, you know what mm -hmm. I'm talking about. Do you come from a big family? It, kind of. I, my, when my parents divorced, we got like a big step family infused with us. Oh, like a bonus family. That's what they say in Sweden. It's That's called we, bonus family. We call it a bonus family. It's my bonus dad. Yeah. Um, my, but my real dad goes, don't call him dad. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but I, I kind of have that. Do you feel like you're an advice giver to your friends? I am. I feel that I wish I knew everything I know now back when I was a teenager, because I just feel like I wouldn't have had so much anxiety and like depression from going through things that were hard. So I feel like I've had so many life experiences that I can give to people. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm a very good advice giver. You've had a lot. Every time we talk, mm -hmm. someone will be like, Paris will be like, I know that person. And we dated for a year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not everyone. <laughs> not, not everyone. But this, we had some really funny ones where Paris knew them very well. And the stories are just <laughs> so insane. So good. I love it. I bet. I bet they are insane. <sighs> Who's the closest person to you, like in your life, besides your fiance? My sister, Nikki. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's nothing really like a sister. It's, I'm so blessed to have a sister. Like, I just feel like everyone needs a sister in their life. Or yeah. if you're a boy, you need a brother. I've got my brother. He, we're mm -hmm. about the same age, so we have that. But yeah, mushrooms brought me really close to my brother. Oh, really? Totally. Oh, that's nice. Changed my view on like um, just a family dynamic. And I think when you're really close to someone, sometimes you have the same thing with your sister where it felt like you wanted more for them than they wanted for themselves. Mm -hmm. My brother's the same way. I asked him, I was like, if you could have, if you could have any salary in the world, what would you have? Pick a number. It doesn't matter. It's just an exercise. He's like a hundred grand a year. I'm like, I just said you can pick yeah, any number. Right, right. The fuck you doing with a hundred grand? Up, up, up. Yeah. Less than 10 million. Are you kidding? And uh, then doing mushrooms with him. I was like, that's his life. That's right. what he wants. You let him have his, whatever he wants and I'll help him get that. And then just do my own thing. So again, if you want to be closer to your sister, Paris, there's only one way. And it's psychedelics. Well, there's also like, there's, it doesn't sound like she needs to get closer to her sister because you guys have always been close, right? Mm -hmm. Have you ever had a big, big blowout? 
not really like when we were little like if I would like borrow her clothes without asking but that's about it yeah like I've heard much crazier stories from my friends about like what they've had with their siblings and ours is nothing like that yeah I me too in LA especially because in Mm -hmm. LA everyone's you know a clusterfuck like everyone's from a family that's either broken or you know everyone here is an implant from somewhere else Mm -hmm. um but the thing about having sisters is like there is an unspoken understanding of any look that you could have in your eye they know what the fuck that means like like, telepathic yes like you could be like i need to get away from this person right now and i can literally glance at my sister Mm. and um you know there's just that thing between women i think Mm -hmm. and it's really you like i have two sisters and i have two brothers and i was on the phone with both of my sisters this morning and uh there's one in crisis and we were like circling around and my sister simone was like isn't it sad that we can't call either of our brothers (laughs) for any advice and i was like not because they don't care (laughs) they're just not equipped they don't they're not girls and they don't get it Mm. you know girls there's just a vibe that you can't really really describe unless you become one um and an understanding Mm -hmm. where you just could say anything tell any secret you know they're never gonna like fuck you over and have like a secret language with each other or it could be just like one word and they like know exactly what you mean and also exposing yourself you know when you do something ugly or that you're not proud of you know which all of us are guilty of and you tell someone like you tell your sister and like the the love of like oh honey like I remember Mm -hmm. telling my sister I don't remember what it was but I remember revealing something to her um about a boyfriend maybe or something oh yeah somebody had a boyfriend had treated me like badly that to the point where I was embarrassed to even tell anyone right Mm -hmm. because you're so shameful and you're like you you're in denial and I remember I told my sister and that I was like you know and I was like I still love him and I I don't know what to do and I can't believe someone like me with my personality is accepting this kind of behavior and I remember her just going Oh, honey, like it was so okay that I told her it was such a relief, her reaction. And it was like, you know, she's like, you haven't done anything wrong. You know, you haven't done anything wrong. You're just like, you're, you know, and it was, it was the most, um, kind of like comforting, um, experience that I can point to, to know that like in our flawed selves, there's always room for acceptance, you know, and those and your sisters or your mom or your dad or whomever you're closest to when they show you that kind of um, that kind of unconditional love, it is just feels so warm, you know, mm-hmm. you feel love and safe. Yeah, right. Safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not the same with brothers. No, I'll, I'll tell my brother like the, the most vulnerable I get is I'll say like, yeah, I got sad earlier for some reason. And he'll go. Hmm. <laughs> And I go, oh, I feel better now. Thank you. It's exactly what I needed to hear. Was yeah. that, mm. I told one of my brothers this summer, we all went on a family vacation. And afterward, I was like so pissed off at everyone's behavior. I'm like, you know what, guys? I don't fucking have to do these vacations every year. So like, these are the rules moving forward. Everyone needs to get off their fucking phone for one hour. One uh-huh. hour. Just one. I'm not asking you to hang out with me all day, but we're on a family vacation. Like we can play a game, have dinner and not be on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, are you serious? And anyway, I told my brother, I go, listen, I need a little bit more from you. I need a little bit more connection and a little bit more conversation. I go, you, it feels like you're using me. Like, that's how I feel. (laughs) Like you haven't hung out with me once. You haven't come over and been like, how's life going? Mm -hmm. How's, what are you doing? 
Um, and so, and he was really receptive, you know, he goes, Oh God, you know, you're so valuable to this family. I don't want you to ever feel that way. Of course I want to be connected with you. And of course I will work harder. We will all work harder to make sure you feel that love back and forth. And then, you know, two days later, he tried to have like reach out about something that I couldn't give a shit about. I'm like, this is not what I mean. This is not what I'm talking about. You know, like you didn't get it. Boys need guidance. Yeah, a when lot it comes of guidance. To any sort of like vulnerability and how to navigate within themselves or other people. So it's good that you started the process. Yeah, it's, it is good because once I went to therapy, my whole family basically had to go to therapy because I was like, OK, we're meditating now. You know, when we're on vacation, we'll all work out in the morning. We'll do Pilates or whatever. And after like our eight o'clock, nine o'clock Pilates at 10, I was like, OK, we're all going to do a group meditation. And everyone's just like, fuck, <laughs> like, oh, great. Now she's fucking meditating. And now we have to get on board with this. So I remember like sitting there and we're like all in a circle and just you know, I'm playing like Deepak Chopra guided meditation. And when I opened my eyes, <laughs> there was one person left. Everyone had gotten up and walked inside the house. They're like, okay, our eyes are closed. Let's go. This is Paris. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.
This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is Seven Slitting Questions. You ready for seven slitting questions? I think so. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> All right, let's do it. What is the craziest rumor that you've ever heard about yourself? That I had vaginal rejuvenate or uh, Perez Hilton when I was on Chelsea lately said I had a vaginal operation, like a tight vaginal tight like rejuvenation and I was like First of all, if I ha- I haven't had a baby, so what kind of sh- shit show would have had to pass through there for me to have vaginal rejuvenation? But it made me think a lot about it because I was like, maybe I should get it. What does that entail? I think it means tightening up your vagina. How like, the hell do they do that? Oh, uh, well, for people who have like babies. stitching it all yes, together inside? Yes, but Ugh. there's also like a labiectomy because I researched it when it came out because I was like, wait, what did I have done? Where <laughs> some girls have an innie, yeah. Pikachu, and some have an outie, which means some of like, you know, that little extra skin can come out of your vagina. Mm-hmm. And that's called a labiectomy. Where they make it an innie? Where they cut it because some girls don't like that extra skin. Meanwhile, guys obviously don't give a shit what's going We could have balls and they'd be fine. <laughs> 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 oh my god yes <laughs> uh, what is the worst date you've ever been on and why i went on a date i've had a lot of bad dates but oh i have a really good wait let, let me think well i'll talk about the most recent one i went out with a guy that i met on raya this was like at the probably in the middle of the pandemic and uh he was really cute and we went for a walk on the beach because it wasn't like I wasn't comfortable yet, you know, hook, like, you, you know, when people were going for walks, which I had never been on in my life before the <laughs> pandemic. I'm like, oh, my God, a fuck another walk. I'm going to shoot myself. Um, so I went on a walk with this guy. And within the first 15 minutes, he told me about a ball injury that he had sustained to his testicle. And I we were walking on the strand in Santa Monica, like that bike path. And I remember just looking at him like you can't be serious that this is your opener. Like I haven't even fucking met you yet. And you're telling me about your ball accident. A, I don't give a shit. B, I don't want to hear about your balls. Even if we've been dating for two years, I don't want to hear about it. Like we're not talking about it. It's never coming up again. And I just couldn't believe that that was his opener. You know, like that, that that's what he thought was okay to say to me. And my friend goes, you know, I think men probably think that they're being funny around you, like that you want to hear that. And I'm like, that I want to hear about balls. All I've been talking about for 20 years is to stop talking about balls. So I don't know how I'm giving off that vibe. You, The joke you said right before this is a joke about balls. About balls, balls. Yeah, right, so. right. So, but it's okay for me to say it, but we don't, I don't think, I mean, Paris, do you agree? Do you want to hear anyone talking about their balls? No, especially someone you just met, like 
that probably like turned you off right away. And you're just like thinking of like a deflated ball the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And then he was, and then he, he also told me a story about like how he doesn't think living to with women or the opposite sex is good. Like if you, if you fall in love and you're with someone, you guys should live in the same house, but in separate bedrooms or possibly separate homes. And I was like, Hey, listen, I'm down with that. But like, this is not an opener. All of these subjects are not things you open with. They're, they make me not want to fuck you or even, and I want to fuck you. Like I came here wanting to fuck you like thinking i hope i can fuck that guy and then they, you ruined it you blew it so i i i take from this that nothing happened after the date no no but he he texted me for a long time and i was like no it's not happening it's game is over he's probably listening to this now and is like all I right hope, i'm never using that line again i hope so he probably uses so. it all the time too. i should have texted him and been like hey don't do that again, you know, to help him. Because there are so many dates where that happens. You're like, should I let this person know that they did an insane thing? Another guy did it to me. I was skiing in Whistler this like over the winter, this past winter. I was skiing with a group of my friends and this guy that I was like into. I was like, think, I was like, oh, maybe I could hook up with that guy. He was single. He literally skied off the chairlift behind me and told me a story about his ball. And I, I was like, what, what is going on What here? is this vibe you put out and on I dates? Was, exactly. That's why people are like, well, it might be you. Like people wanted, like they think they're being funny or something. And I remember looking at him like, I was just thinking about fucking you too. And you, now I had, I had to ski away from him. I just skied. I turned around, just skied right away. I was like, well, that's over. Was yeah. that the skiing trip when you were like skiing almost naked down the slopes? Yes, yes. You looked so hot. Your body oh, is insane. Thank you. Yeah, my body's gotten a lot better since Killing I'm it. in my 40s. Probably because I have access to all this anti-aging shit and it's fucking working. Yes. So I'm on board. Good. How how was that? Was it freezing? No, I love to be like, I love to be naked and I love the cold. So I was like, it was the most refreshing. I didn't want to put my clothes on that day, <laughs> but the ski lift people were like the, the ski patrol was fucking, cause I do it every year in Whistler. So they know that I'm there and they know I'm up to it. So they're always on the lookout because I have a joint and a margarita in my hand too. <laughs> um, and so, so we had to like really do it quick this year. <laughs> do they get mad? No. Well, this year it was like all over the news every so it was fun because it was a year that it was shut down. So Whistler got all this attention and it was like a big viral video. So people like they did love it and they've accepted that. That's just what I'm going to do on my birthday every yeah, year. You're so like the tourism for that. Stop their... trying to stop me. <laughs> yes. you know? I love Whistler. It's so much fun. I went yeah. night skiing there. Oh, you did? Not naked. but Oh, um, yeah. Clothed. Oh, missed opportunity. So it sounds like. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. I'd be so I get so cold. Yeah, I have the opposite. I'm hot all the time. I'm always hot too, but I hate being too cold. But I would rather be freezing than hot. Like yeah. Hotness, like I hate sweating. I, I hate being yeah, hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like Humidity, what I, yeah, the hair. Yep, yep. What temp do you sleep at? 67. Me too. That's 67. Cold. It used to be 69 and then I turned it down to 67. But I like to be really cold mm. when I sleep. And it's better for your skin. You know so what I mean? Good. You wake up, you're not puffy. You're a little bit, you know. Tighter. It's like an anti-aging thing. Mm -hmm. I yeah. love it. I wish I could put my head in the fucking freezer and sleep like that. But until they <laughs> figure out a way to make that happen. Oh, my God. I'm sure they will. Well, they have those like cryo machines for your face, which are pretty dope. I like collect everything there is for like anti-aging. I'm like obsessed, like Inspector Gadget, where I need to like find every single like light, like laser thing, like this neurotrist you like put on you. And it's like working out like 
contracts your muscle. It's oh, the lightning fit. Sick. I, that workout where they basically electrocute you while you're working out. Well, no, you don't even have to work out. You just lay there. I do it while I'm getting a facial. Oh my God. So good. I've done it with the workout. I've been doing it actually because it makes you so sore and the workout is 10 minutes. What is that one? It's called, I think it's called lightning fit. It's like, uh, they strap you into that vest that you're talking about mm-hmm. and the thing, and it just vibrates and contracts, but you're doing like lunges and squats just for 10 or 15 minutes. Uh-huh. And then you're so sore. And it's like doing it for two yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's All awesome. Right, I need to find out that from you because I haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First kiss. You have one minute to tell us everything. Uh, I think his name was Justin Chu. It was in Martha's Vineyard. We went to the movies and he kissed me at the end of the movies. And I thought this is the most disgusting feeling I've ever had. I was 13 or 14 and I felt a tongue in my mouth and I was like, I'm a lesbian. I know this for sure. And I woke up in the morning and I told my whole family I was a lesbian and they're like, okay, but even if you're a lesbian, that's going to happen. Like someone's a girl is going to put her tongue in your mouth. And I'm like, I don't ever want a tongue in my mouth. Cut to, I don't mind tongues in my mouth when that's the right, from the right person. So true. Like some people are really good kissers or it's like this like electricity and it feels so good. And then some people just don't know what the hell they're doing. I don't know if it's like they're not meant to be with you or something, but some people suck. They're not meant to be it's with like, you. You can't even talk to them again after it's that. It's like when you feel someone's teeth or when you feel someone's mouth too hard on you, like an aggressive, like it's just so much better to be a soft kisser. Mm-hmm. Like no one wants to be mouth raped. No, with like slobber and yeah. just like. And teeth. Well, slobber can teeth. be fun sometimes. <laughs> slobber can be Slobber's fun sometimes. Great. Yeah. I, I think I have a theory about lips. It's like it depends on lip size is like the main thing for kissing people with small lips find another small lip person but if you have big lips or medium lips you got to find someone with matching lips so i love big lips oh I think. yeah oh my god it's the greatest see that's so funny you say that because guys with really skinny like you know guys who don't look like they have a lip i recently was dating somebody like that and he was really handsome but i was like where's his lip you know like it's not there and i'm like how's that gonna be kissing him and it ended up being fine like it, you know it's just kind of like your taste what you're attracted to but i don't like too big of a lip like i like my size lips yeah coming at me yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, the slobber You like always, big? Yeah. Like, uh, I, yeah, well, I don't always like the slobber. Yeah, well, not the, the slobber. Person, the right slobber person. if you're kissing. I don't want slobber when you're talking. And Of course of not. Of course, but some men have that gross. Ugh. It's more older see men. The lines, I have like a, a slobber yeah. between the teeth yeah, as they talk. Yeah, Ugh. like slippery lips. Slip, slippery lips, though, in the right moment again. Yes, in the right moment. I love messy kissing. When you're with someone you really like, it's yeah. so much more fun. So much more fun. Yeah. <laughs> Some you and Carter ever get messy? We're we're fun. <laughs> <laughs> this is what the podcast should be. We're Paris. very romantic and sweet. We've heard the romantic. We've heard the sweet. Tell us something. Tell us something that about, you haven't mentioned on, on the podcast yet about um, Carter and you. Nothing. We're very like what, innocent. What's your favorite thing about him? That he's loyal. Because that is like the most important thing to me in the world. That's priceless to me. Yeah. And I've just been in so many shitty relationships with like really bad guys who've been cheaters, abusive, just like really not good people. Yeah. So just to be with someone who's so kind and warm and loyal and loving and supportive and like lifts me up. I've just never had that before. That's nice. What about physically? What's your favorite thing about him physically? He's like six, three. He's like really like sick abs. He's hot. And we're going to have really hot kids. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Have you ever done, this is like a good intro question to trying to find out these intimate details for your listeners. Have you ever done role play? 
with Carter? Any what sort of that? role play? Or like one of you pretends to be a, a nurse a, and a he teacher. pretends to be a contractor. Um. <laughs> both, both people are taking on these roles. <laughs> He's like, wait, what? He's a contractor in the hospital and she's guiding him to where the. No. You've never done role play with him? Mm, I've like worn like sick like costumes and stuff like oh, from trashy have? lingerie, but it's not like I'm like, hi, I'm a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> your nurse is a baritone and i love it i just have a lot of sick i'm like obsessed with halloween and costumes so sometimes i'll try to be cute so some costume play mm -hmm. got it okay well that's the first step of role play is i guess finding so. a good costume yeah don't need it but it's helpful okay. i feel like if i ever put on lingerie like the, the, i couldn't even walk out of a room in lingerie because it's just so not my personality like trying to be sexy is not my cup of tea because i'm just like too i can't keep a straight face but you, you think know? guys you think guys are looking past like no or they're even not no it's your not about state. them they don't give a shit i they're know i get it <laughs> but i give a shit you know what i mean yeah. like i wish i could be like that i wish i could be like playful and like okay with like you know being sexy like that but i just i can't take myself i guess i can't i i just get embarrassed you know it's like <laughs> and that's the something that makes me embarrassed good to know i didn't think there was anything yeah so. i'm glad we got that out <laughs> one thing <laughs> yeah all right this is like one of my favorite podcasts ever yeah this Aww. is like all of ours have been like very pg this is like in our first r-rated episode yeah. good i'm glad I'm, I'm glad i'm glad we moved it to the next level you guys very apropos oh, for this yeah. guest <laughs> sorry to all the little kids listening <laughs> all right um first celebrity crush and current celebrity crush Oh, I've had so many celebrity crushes. Probably like Kirk Cameron would have been my first when we were growing up. Like I fucking loved him and maybe a little dash of Scott Bayo. Uh, and my crush now, oh God, it's so hard to have a crush on anyone right now. I mean, I had a crush on John Hamm for a long time. I loved him. I watched that the whole season series of Mad Men at so the good. spa. I was at the spa in Austria and I was there for two weeks, like on a detox where they feed you, you know, like a pork chop and then you don't eat after five until five the next morning. So you're whole sleeping is off so you're wide awake the whole time you're starving you're like oh my god you're like up until one in the morning you can't sleep because your body's just detoxing everything anyway i watched the entire series of mad men and all they're doing while i'm in a spa where you can't eat drink smoke do anything is drinking and smoking right Ugh. and so i was like you know eight episode eight seasons into that i was like i'm gonna fuck john ham <laughs> um and that's never happened so but uh, so i guess that crush is over but i don't really have a current crush i'm sorry i don't have a better answer Okay, well, let me know. Maybe we could hook it up. Yeah, no, if I can think of somebody, I will let you know. John Hamm, if you're listening, what's up? <laughs> That's the nurse coming out, by the way. Yes. <laughs> what is the craziest thing that you've done lately? I bought a house in Whistler on FaceTime. That Love counts. It. That was pretty stupid. I mean, not stupid. I, I'm glad I went there. But when I went there, I was like, oh, I didn't see this. <laughs> I didn't see that. Um, but I was in a rush to get I was really scared before the election that things were going to go south. And I was like, I if this happens for another four years, I do have to leave. And um, so, yeah, I bought a house over FaceTime. I guess that's the craziest thing I ever did. I, I've done recently. Uh, the other thing I did recently was asked to see, I'm house hunting 
as I told you, mm-hmm. um, I may be moving into the neighborhood and, <laughs> and I went to look at a house, uh, with my assistant Brandon before I left for Whistler. And then when I was in Whistler, I got a bunch of links from my agent and I saw the house I had already looked at and said, I really want you to go look at this house for me. And Brandon's like, we were at that house and you didn't like it. And I was like, what? I go, no, I'm looking at it right now. I've never seen this house. And he's like, no, you were, you, you were at the house and I didn't remember an entire house. So that felt pretty fucking crazy. And I'm like, I wasn't drunk. I was like, if anything, I was stoned and you don't black out when you're stoned. So what's the deal? He's like, well, when you look at that many houses in a row, it can all blow together. I'm like, thank you, enabler. Thank you very much. (laughs) The fatigue sets in. Yes. Um, your top three bucket list items. Uh, to live in Spain for more than a month at a time. I want to spend like six months there or three months at the very least. Um, other bucket. Oh shit. Uh, what do I want to do? I wouldn't mind getting married one day. That'd be fun to get married late in life and be like, or later in life. I mean, I'm 46. So if I do it, I'm sure it won't be permanent. So I would definitely (laughs) like to cross it off my list and be like, I did it. I got married. Um, and then what's another thing that I, a bucket, bucket, bucket. Oh shit. Everything has to do with vacationing for me. You know, I just fucking love traveling and I love being in different places. And like, I, I love like meeting different cultures and understanding different cultures. So it would probably be to do a travel show, probably something like that. I mean, that's going to happen at some point, you know, I can't get away from that. So I could see you doing what everybody tries to do, but nobody can. I could see you doing it well as a Bourdain style show where the insight is there as well. And it feels genuine. Yeah. Something like that would be very appealing to me, you know, because because then I keep moving because I'm like, you know, what you were saying about things in a monotonous way. I just can't. I hosted Ellen's show like uh, it comes out at the end of the month and I went in and it was just like it was so awesome and it was such a fun memory because it was like you know that's my wheelhouse I know how to do that you know and I went in and they everything's set up and the writers are on point they've got everything set for you you literally like walk in and walk out and I was like oh I'm like this is I this is what I love this is so easy it's like yeah but you forget about the part where you build that show you know where you start from the bottom Mm -hmm. and you have to build your staff and you build your crew and you build your guests and you do all of that so there's so much work put into that and then that becomes so monotonous so I came home that day from taping Ellen I did like two episodes and my assistant was like did you did you did you get any like old feelings back like everyone on my team always wants me to do a talk show again and I was like I loved it I loved they're like oh this is awesome I'm like but only for two days like I don't want to do that you know anything monotonous kind of just takes the fun out of things for me I get bored quickly for sure yeah I can relate to that okay I think this is the last one what is your top beauty secret Oh, my Liz Earl serum that I put on every night and every morning. And it makes my skin. I mean, I have like dry skin. So I always look a little bit oily because I overuse this Liz Earl. But it's the serum. It smells like soothing cream. You know, it's like vitamin E and rose hips. And it uh, it just kind of keeps my skin always, you know, dewy. So it's something you put on like every night before you go to bed and in the morning before yeah. makeup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Liz Earl. Yeah. Liz Earl serum. Okay. You have amazing skin. Oh, thank it you. Looks really nice. Thank yeah. you very much. Well, I mean, I do enough shit, you know, <laughs> I get lasers like every other fucking day. So I better have nice skin at this point. <laughs>
Yes. Well, thank you so much. This was so much fun. Oh, it was total fun, you guys. It was so nice to meet you, too. It was really nice meeting you. Yeah, good podcast. Good times. Good vibes. It is. I feel like it's like a fun place people can come, feel safe, have a good time, talk about whatever the hell they want and not be judged and just like, I don't know, learn and love. And (laughs) this is the first podcast I've done in person since the pandemic. Thank you so much for embracing us. So that's awesome. Yeah, we're vaxxed. It's nice to be in person. Come Mm -hmm. back whenever you want. And if if our listeners enjoyed this podcast, definitely go check check out Chelsea's podcast because it's just as uh, candid and fun and awesome. And it's a really good podcast. I was listening to it this morning and yesterday. Um, congrats. Thank you so much. Thank yes. you guys. Congrats to you too. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to This Is Paris. We love hearing from you. So leave us a review. Send an email to Paris at iHeartRadio.com. Leave a voicemail at 833-87-Paris and follow us at This Is Paris Podcast. Bye, babes. Follow Paris at Paris Hilton and follow Hunter March, host of E's Nightly Pop at Hunter March. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.